Okay, so uh, we are here in our next webinar session, which is Future of Work with Manjeet. And my today's topic is why gender equality is important in a workplace. So uh, to start with, like, let me introduce myself first. Uh, this is Manjeet Kaur, and I do this webinar session to reach out to more and more HR uh, professionals so that they can take advantage of understanding, you know, what the uh, common mistakes are going on, what is the trend currently, what are the solution to the challenges with they, uh, which they are currently facing. So keeping that in mind, I came up with Future of Work webinars so that I Every week, I call upon the experts in their field to discuss and help us making the HR, uh, you know, the workplace better. So, um, again, this is Manjeet Kaur. I work as an AI solution strategist with RightFit.ai. And uh, RightFit.ai is a talent management uh, system where we help uh, enterprises in hiring with writing, uh, right hire and then engaging the employees with right engage and then measuring their performance by right measure. So that is what we do. And that is why we want to always keep on helping the HR team to stay up to date and you know, work towards the betterment of the workplace culture. So here I am today with my special guest, Maribel Ortega. She is a woman empowerment coach and she is uh, she has tons of experience she has a amazing session of uh, podcast uh, it is called audaciousness uh, where she interviews you know a very strong individuals with their good uh, experiences she shares so here i have called her today to discuss on this diversity and inclusion uh, related topic and specific to that, you know, uh, gender equality thing. So Maribel, why don't you, uh, I welcome you first, okay? And I you. want you to please join us and tell us about yourself a bit. Thank you so much, Manjeet, for inviting me. I'm, I'm very honored to be part of, of your sessions of experts and your show. Um, and well, to you asked me to talk a little bit about myself. I am a female leadership expert. I help women go from manager to leader without the overwhelm in less in, in 90 days. And I particularly specialize in empowering women and at the same time supporting men be allies to uh, to women. So that's where my uh, my interest in, in in gender equality comes from, and my particular knowledge is in the aspect of unconscious bias and how that um, affects having in the workplace uh, gender gender equality. So that's that's how I I want to uh, well the how I want to look at this topic today with you. Okay, all right. We have a lot of questions, okay, which we have gathered and here we are going to ask, I mean, I'm going to ask a few of them uh, and share with you so that you can guide us on, you know, with your understanding and your knowledge to understand it better and implement it in our workplaces. Yeah. Okay, so the first question I have here is, 
Uh, where do biases come from? Yeah, everyone has unconscious bias. That's completely normal. But a bias is preference for or against something. So it's the way the human brain processes a constant flow of information. And that's how, how the human brain makes sense of a very complex world. So in order to prevent information overload, what the brain does is to create shortcuts. And they cause people to make snap judgments and, and generalizations. So that's completely normal. Unfortunately, some generalizations are social stereotypes. And um, so, so whether unconscious biases are uh, positive or negative, the most important thing is that they, they are unconscious. So when people aren't aware of their biases, they cannot manage them. And this can lead to to discriminatory practices, practices and decisions. If they are using those biases and they don't even know that they have them, you know? Um, so unconscious bias that goes beyond race and gender. It can be based on many factors like uh, age, abilities, religion, sexual orientation, ethnicity, all these um aspects of being a human being uh, we we can have biases that is really i mean something to think about i mean you are talking about these are unconscious so we are not even aware of it right like exactly. whether i have that bias or not towards something oh my goodness so how do we basically analyze and how do we understand that these are the biases can you give uh, some examples um, well, sure. There are. Uh, l- let me give you some examples of, of unconscious biases. There are many types of biases that can affect the workplace, and we have, for example, a gender bias. And this bias is based on on gender stereotypes, which is usually an outdated notion in in today's modern workplace, in which employees' gender identity includes male, female, transgender, gender neutral, etc. Okay, so we have this gender bias that we think male, and it means something, whatever it is. And we think female, and that concept has attached to it some attributes that we learn in our socialization. Um, And because we, we learn it while growing up, we don't question them. Or it's not a natural tendency to question what you just learn while growing up, like how you learn to speak your native language. You don't ask yourself, oh, is that correct or is it not? Well, everyone is talking like that. So I say that the child learns that, right? So we have gender bias. And then we have also um, name bias. And this name bias... bias. That's yes. new. <laughs> yes. This, oh, my this, goodness is when a judgment is made about a person based on their name and connected perceived background. Like, for example, someone could say, oh, her name is Maribel Ortega. Hmm, That sounds Spanish or maybe Latin America. Hmm, That means she's probably always late. Oh, my goodness. 
that would be well that that's like a, that's that's a stereotype connected to being latin america that latin american that you are very flexible and that you are extrovert and then that you like partying and that you are not on time that's the biases are really tricky business i understand well, <laughs> so, serious obviously the stereotypes come from an average And it can be that many are like that, but it doesn't mean that everyone is like that. And, and this is where the problem is. If from a generalization, you automatically assume this person is like that. We have affinity bias. And, and this bias refers to the tendency to relate and gravitate toward people who share the same race, gender, age, Or, or educational background, when you have similarities that connects you with someone else, it, it's normal, actually. And that's why in companies, if the people who have the higher positions are men, usually the ones that they invite to that inner circle are men. And it could be Not necessarily that they have anything against women, but they feel more connected with men because of their affinities. You see, we have also a conformity bias. And this is the tendency for people to act similarly to people around them, regardless of their own uh, personal beliefs. This is called uh, uh, think or peer pressure. We have ageism, um, and this is uh, this bias is based on on negative age stereotypes that discriminate against applicants or employees. Oh, fifty seven! Oh no, we we don't take people who are almost sixty because they're probably they're soon going to to retire or something like that. That would be um, that ageism. Um, we have a confirmation bias. This is the tendency to look for or favor information that confirms or supports already held beliefs or values. If it sounds similar to something that you know, then you, oh, I like that idea. And then you support that kind of idea. And the last one I want to mention is um, attribution bias. And this is uh, where someone tries to understand their own on another person's behavior by attributing a reason to it, which may be dependent on the mood of the person making the judgment. For example, a hiring manager in a bad mood as, might assume a candidate who arrives for an interview a few minutes late has a problem with being on time, when in fact, there may be a good reason for the delay. Uh, so... You see that there's this I'm in a bad mood or in a, in a in a good mood and I that affects my judgment on on someone else. So there you go. Those are uh, a few of the types of biases that everyone could have. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are like unconscious as you uh, subconscious, I would say 
that people are not even aware that uh, they are having the bias towards that. So uh, what are the, you have explained uh, some uh, types of unconscious bias just now, right? So what is the connection between unconscious biases and, you know, these, uh, you just mentioned that somebody was just, uh, you know, in an aggressive mode, so they kind of behaved in a certain way. So what is this connection uh, with that and uh, which we can, you know, relate to and people can understand, okay, that is what it is going towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you, you, you are um, pointing out to, to microaggressions. Um, and and to, to understand how unconscious biases occur, you also need to understand microaggressions. So whether intentional or not, microaggressions are like everyday uh, slights or snubs or insults that communicate hostile, derogatory or kind of implicit negative messages about someone's race or gender sexual orientation, ethnicity, disability, or or some other characteristic of their identity. And like bias, if if it's left unchecked, if we do nothing about about these, then these, these hidden messages about a minority or marginalized group can harm uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts that you have uh, in 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 a co- company, and it can also um, damage employee engagement and productivity. So both things, microaggressions and unchecked uh, um, biases, unconscious biases, can affect the the, the corporate culture, basically. Um, so, so the, these are important. So, I mean, it sounds like such a serious problem because, you know, there are hiring issues going on in every organization and it looks like by discussing these, uh, you know, points that it could be the majority of reasons could be avoided if, you know, the proper biases uh, can be avoided, Right. I mean, instead of being uh, discriminative towards someone or having a preconceived mind, uh, you know, uh, you are already in a a mode of uh, accepting something which is not at all true, right? So don't you think that there is a a need for, you know, having these kind of trainings in the um, workforce culture so that the employees are aware of what they are doing and why it is important to you know avoid all kind of human biases absolutely i think uh diversity and unconscious bias training nowadays must be part of the um of the hr strategy for for the company because uh supporting diversity and inclusion efforts, um, that is what can increase uh, a diverse workplace. And why do we need a diverse workplace? If what we're doing is a repetitive task, like, for example, 
were just assembling the same parts in a, in a car factory, let's say. And each employee just has to do this repetitive work. I don't care about diversity there. For the yes. results, for that, those jobs, that in that case, diversity makes no difference. Diversity is important when you need to come up with new solutions. When you need to come up with new ideas, when you are creating new programs, uh, uh, programming, new, um, new, new computer programs or something. So whenever you, you have innovation, that's when you definitely, or I would prefer a diverse team than everyone looking the same and all women and all from the same age and all from the same uh, town or whatever. Um, why? Because when you have a diverse workforce working towards innovation, then you have different aspects and different ideas and different experiences from each one of them. And then the more diverse it is, then the more new ideas and the more new per different perspectives you have. So for finding solutions and for innovation, diversity is important. So I think this this differentiation uh, of when diversity is key for me it was like a, a light bulb going on when I saw oh that's when that's really important and to know well there are other situations where it's manual labor where you don't have to come up with like new uh, new things well that's okay that that's not that important so I don't want to to create like diversity is like the holy grail for everything and for all the problems in the world because I don't think that's the case so when when you in a company that when you are in a company in HR in a company that works with innovation and you have to solve problems and you have to solve new problems with new ideas then it is really, it would be very beneficial to hire also neurodiverse people and people from, from different backgrounds. So employers must provide employees with foundational anti-harassment and anti-discrimination training. And employers should also provide unconscious bias training for employees Effective unconscious bias training helps employees understand that unconscious biases exist because yes, the majority yes. of people don't even know how yes, the yes. brain works and that they are behaving that way. So the training also helps them to take steps to reduce the likelihood of biases impacting their decisions and interactions with others in the workplace. So firstly, training should not preach, quote unquote, to employees. Unconscious bias training should foster conversations and allow employees to confront in a humble way their own biases. And training should not be blaming and shaming employees. True. Right. I agree. I agree completely with you on this. Because yeah. see, diversity is the need of any organization right now who needs to come up with new ideas, innovations, you know, as you mentioned, for repetitive tasks, 
manual labor you do not need a diverse culture but for yes for this kind of workplace where you know it is very very important to come up with new solutions on a daily basis and i completely agree to that even you know uh, with diverse background like let's say a guy think in a different mindset a different way he works right and we work in a different way so our ideas are different the way we look at things our perspective is different so i think diverse background will definitely help in different perspective but yes with this uh, you know to be applied training is mandatory because so that the discrimination can be stopped in the workplace and people can work together come together and you know work together and take advantage of each other rather than uh, you know looking uh, low so i think uh, that would be a very very important part on that so i mean uh, what kind of a training uh, do you uh, have in mind which can be delivered and help organizations um yes so um you um you want to know how how it is delivered or or the aim of the training just just to make I sure i want to know both basically like uh, okay. basically when you do it so what levels you are uh, you know going for what would be the training uh, expectation uh, we need to keep it set right uh like what the outcome will be and which level the training will take place and why it is important sure sure my pleasure so um so let's first start with the aim of the training and and is this the aim of unconscious bias training is to present um that biases already exist in teams without shaming or bullying or pointing fingers just completely neutral and helping people be aware of their own behavior and and you and that they realize that everyone has them and that you can either be uh, like a perpetrator or a victim you you could you could be in on both sides so trainers um will will use means to change habitual thoughts and little by little step by step reduce this kind of prejudgment practices and how training is delivered it um includes uh, actions that build better teams systems and processes that ensure hiring of the best talent and thinking differently and driving innovation that's the idea behind it and you should make training voluntary and you should focus on actions these uh, in, like for example uh, getting to know people from unfamiliar groups and social circles changing repeated messages in our environment by making people interact and the topic of gender should be the starting point of the conversation but we need to focus on with curiosity discover other people so in the end what we have is a conversation where i am just interested to find out who is manjit and what does she like 
and what are her, her beliefs and how does she behave? And just with curiosity, try to understand you. So leave the conversation. So gender or diversity or unconscious bias could be the starting point of the conversation. But in the end, it's a conversation of two human beings being curious about each other. So, and also then learning to question assumptions, connections that I see someone with a headscarf, then automatic or, or a turban, automatically, I have some assumptions connected to that and trying to put that aside and discover who is the person behind all my preconceptions. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. So do you think it will make more sense if uh, the training is introduced at the time of onboarding itself so that somebody who is coming into your uh, you know, work culture, who is joining, uh, he or she should be aware of what the uh, kind of work culture you already have. And people can also get an idea about how that new person is. And, you know, it will be an easy transition. Uh, do you think that will make sense? Well, anything that is connected to team building, and I, uh, I'm convinced that, th that this is a way of creating a healthy team spirit, mm -hmm. um, I think it can wait a couple of weeks. It doesn't necessarily okay. need to be immediately as you, you could use it as part of the onboarding, but later. Because okay. that late and by later, I mean, give the, the person in coming into a new position the chance to smell around to see how are things here? What is the culture of this company? Culture in the sense meaning how do we do things around here? And that would be six to eight weeks so that they start to know how the team works, how the company functions, how is internal communication, that kind of thing. And then I think would be the ideal time to start with um, that type of training where there is no need anymore to learn about processes and how things are done in the company. Okay. Yeah, I understood your point. So that the person who is coming in already absorbed uh, the surrounding and the culture. And then we are trying to kind of telling them like the training could be, I think, in a, in a gradual process. And it could be like uh, quarterly or yearly ones, something like that, right? Like updating them with their knowledge and coming up with the challenges if any they are facing so those kind of things can be also implemented i believe yes absolutely and then after you have an initial training i mean any kind of training that is connected with diversity and with the unconscious bias will function also as a team building exercise because everyone has to be so vulnerable in the sense of to be open oh my goodness i thought this but actually I'm, I'm, I'm behaving this way and I don't even mean it yes. in, in a negative way. And, and being as a team, 
so open with each other creates trust and creates bonding for the team. Um, and then what you can do after that initial training is follow-ups. And they can be one-on-one sessions with participants to, to see how things are progressing. Uh, so you could post suggestions in, in like open areas of the company or in some kind of like a bulletin, online bulletin okay. board. Uh, who are you inviting for lunch today? Or staggered training sessions later, like as a refresher um, or point of need trainings that could, could also be another option. I understood. It could be easily, uh, you know, adopted with uh, Right Engage, uh, our platform, where we are keeping a separate module for uh, engaging the employees. So it makes the employee experience better. And we can, you know, with that, with the help of that, we can create as many as events as possible and, you know, uh, join people together and for team bonding, the meeting setups and the type of workshops, everything can be planned in that. And I think it will be a very good idea for every organization to go for it. And, you know, because it makes the HR job very easy, because let's say, there is a diversity related workshop is needed in the company. But what happens, like, let's say you have a big size of company and you have sent an email. Okay, this is the event in this particular day, it is going to happen. But after that, being human, you might not, you know, send them reminder or it kind of slipped your mind. So the engagement rate will drop. Maybe out of 50 employees, just 10 will join. So Mm. you kind of lose the traction, right? And this is kind of voluntary as we discussed in the beginning itself. So it needs to be uh, keep and scheduled in such a way that it is keeping the employees engaged. So where, you know, the right engage part comes in place so that it uh, takes the burden off. The HR need not go through anything. We can just create an event and the, uh, you know, simultaneously it can give the follow-up. It can be engaged with the employees so that they all make sure and attend that. And we can also see, you know, how much they enjoyed. They can even put the notes and, you know, stuff like that. So that in one place, you're kind of joining everybody together and keeping them in one place to work together and grow together. So I think it will make a lot of sense. And uh, uh, today, I think we are almost on time, Maribel. But uh, I really appreciate your time. And, you know, I enjoyed uh, knowing this. I mean, it was an eye opener for me too, you know. Thank you. uh, Yeah, because this is seriously, unknowingly, we have so many biases. Like the one you said with names. Seriously, I never thought like this. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it is kind of like sometimes it comes to mind when you say some name to somebody and straight away they come. Okay, you are from India. So, you know, (laughs) right? Yes. So you have experienced it yourself. (laughs) Yes, but I never thought it is kind of a biased way. I always thought maybe they're also unintentionally doing it. So that's why there is a need of doing the development of the employees you know in such workshop they can be introduced they can be taught that these things are important too 
you know Absolutely. and i i i completely you know believe that everybody wants to work together we spend more time in uh, working with our colleagues and workers than we stay at home right yeah that's <laughs> right? right more than family members we are with our coworkers so that's definitely right. we want to be uh, you know grow together and work together happily so uh, i think this initiative will be good and uh, whoever is listening to this will get benefited by this so if any one of uh, you listening and you want to get in touch with maribel and you know myself i will be sharing our contact information uh, at the end of this uh, post uh, on social media i will be sharing and with all the contact information so please be in touch and uh, set the right uh, rules in your organization set the right practices so that you can grow well <laughs> right maribel absolutely thank you so much Man- manjeet for having me here to speak about this interesting topic thank you thank you so much you have a good day welcome bye bye